it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's interview with you. I had the pleasure of interviewing Jesse Hayes. Jesse is the founder of Skin For Your Facial Bar and Acne Clinic. And Jesse is phenomenal, guys. I love how business she is. I love how she really shares her journey to getting into skincare, falling in love with skin, researching, really working in this industry before opening her own spa and facial bar. Uh, Scamphoria. She has a very uh, interesting experience and I really enjoy just learning more about her and learning her take on business. I think you're really going to enjoy it too. Here's a little bit of Jessie's bio. Jessie Hayes has created a name for herself in the beauty industry by taking her passion for skincare and founded the first facial bar and acne clinic in Metro Detroit. Skinforia is the new concept facial bar for the person on the go that has no time to disrobe and can get a professional skincare services for just $59 with no appointment needed. Skinforia has over 5,000 clients, 200 monthly VIP, and a wait list for their 90-day acne boot camp. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview and learn more insights about Jessie and her business. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Jesse Hayes. Welcome, Jesse. Hey, Brandy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show today. I'm super excited to talk to you today, Jesse. Thank you. So, Jesse, I like to start with an icebreaker. So, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. That most people would not know. Hmm. Um. I'm trying to think. You know, probably a lot of people don't know back in college, I used to be a bar mitzvah dancer. So I actually used to go and dance at parties when people were turning 13 and people would hire me to go and dance and be their hype man for for their party. Oh, wow. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So you must be a pretty good dancer, huh? Uh, I knew how to get the crowd hype, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. You know, that's, that is definitely interesting. Like, I just wouldn't take you as a person. Like, I, I'm trying to see you out there. I know, I know. Most people do. Like, wait, what? Are you serious? So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. That sounds like fun, though. <laughs> it was. Awesome. So, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got into the beauty industry. You know what? I never thought I was actually going to go into the beauty industry. It wasn't something that I planned. I just knew I wanted to own my own business. Um, I loved going to the spa. So I was always a spa goer. I always went to um, MGM or Motor City Spa and I always got massages and I was always with my friends and everything at the spa. So I just wanted to go ahead and be into something that I love to do. So I said, okay, let me go ahead and probably open up a spa because I love going to the spa. But let me go to school for it first. Let me go to school for skincare and let me learn about skincare and everything about skin um, so that I can educate my staff and my employees. And when I went to school for skin while I was still working, that's when I realized I fell in love with skin and I didn't want to open up a traditional spa. I said, let me go ahead and find a way to focus on skincare. So 
things evolved as time went on and after I went to school and, and figured out, you know, I love skincare. So yeah, it wasn't really a plan. It was just something that I uh, <laughs> up and did. I was trying to find something that I love to do. Okay. So were you like, you, you said you uh, went to a traditional college, right? And that's where you, you know, did the dancing and everything. Yes. So, uh, so were you trying to find your way and then later you end up going to uh, beauty school? Exactly. So I actually went to Eastern Michigan. I went to Eastern Michigan University to be a teacher. So I went there to be a teacher and my fifth year, right when I was about to graduate and did student teaching, that's when I realized like, oh, uh, I don't want to teach, you know, in a regular traditional school for teenagers. So I switched my major to communication so I can go ahead and graduate. And then I went and worked at um, a financial place, Green Path Debt Solutions, and I helped people with their credit and budgeting and bankruptcy. And I did that for about seven years before I said, okay, now let me go ahead into the spa industry. So it wasn't something I planned. I had no clue I would be in the beauty industry. Awesome. Awesome. So how long did you work um, in the beauty industry before you became a spa owner? Oh, gosh, probably about maybe three years because I went to school for while I was kind of working still. And then when I was done with school, um, I said, no, I'm not ready. I want to make sure I'm working in the industry before I actually open up for you. I want to make sure I know what I'm doing. So um, I wrote a list of the places that I would work and the things that I want to learn and the takeaways and the things that I didn't know. And um, I wrote out that list of where I would work, how long I would be there. And I worked at a few different spas doing different, um, you know, managerial items. I was an esthetician. So I did different, different positions. And then that's when I went ahead and said, okay, I checked everything off my list. Now it's time to do it. Wow, Jesse. So you always knew that you wanted to own your own spa. Like once you got into the beauty industry, you knew you wanted to be a spa owner. And three years isn't that long of a time to go into ownership. Yeah, it wasn't a long time. I already knew about business because I grew up, my family is a family entrepreneur. So I already knew about running a business and management and some of the financials. Uh, with it. But yeah, I knew before I left to go to beauty school, I said, if this is what I want to do, I know I want to run it. So it wasn't going to take years and years to do it. It was just um, me making sure I knew what I was doing and making sure I'm working under somebody else. Interesting. Interesting. So tell us now, I know uh, when I connected with you, you really shared um, your story. And I know, you know, even though you have a successful spa now, there was, you know, definitely a beginning and a middle. <laughs> and sometimes we don't share the middle, but I really would like you to t take us along your journey to getting Skinforia open and everything. Oh, wow. So yeah, it was a long journey. I think the main thing um, that helped us get started was pretty much me being able to work for others and um, work in different positions to figure out how to market and how to fire and how to hire people and how to do certain training. Um, when I was in school for aesthetics, I was taking every business class you can think of. And the first step that I did was actually Build Institute. So I did Build Institute and they helped me come up with um, a business plan because I had no idea how to put together a business plan and it helped me break down everything with Skinforia. And then they put me in connect with um, different financial institutions to help with financing. Um, and that's where I learned about Michigan Women's Forward. But at, at that time, they were Michigan Women's First. Um, 
so yeah, it was pretty much starting the business plan. And once I did the business plan and then being able to travel, I kept moving and switching and changing everything with the business plan and the financials. And then once I went ahead and tried to get um, financing for Skinfory, which took an extremely long time, um, it was all about trying to find the location and getting that brick and mortar and then being able to um, really that's where we found Royal Oak and the Royal Oak location. I had no clue we was going to be in Royal Oak. So once we was able to get the Royal Oak location, uh, it was all about trying to hire and find the right people. So yeah, it, it was a lot. It was trying to find the right people. It was trying to go and deal with um, uh, construction. So it was a lot dealing with construction, which almost put us to where I almost went bankrupt because construction took much longer than what was expected. So everything that I planned and everything that we did, uh, nothing went as planned and everything took much longer than what we thought it would be. And and that's sometimes how things go in life. You know, but one thing that I see that you did that a lot of people don't do is you really study business. So you started taking business classes. You learned how to get your plan together and your finances. So share a little bit of that with us. So. Before getting started with Skinforia, I realized and noticed that so many people were going into business, but they were losing their businesses at the same time, or you would never hear about them after. So I wanted to figure out, okay, opening Skinforia would be easy, but it's about keeping it open and being profitable. And I said, my main thing, my number one thing is trying to learn about the financial part and the money part with everything and the business part. I don't think we took a turn um to become profitable until i really stepped back and said let me not just focus on being an esthetician let me focus on being the business owner because when we first started and opened i was the esthetician you know even though we hired other estheticians i was also the one answering the phones and cleaning the bathrooms and doing the social media and everything but once i said hey let me step back and do more of a ceo position and learn how to run the business um, and step back from taking so many clients and just being the esthetician. I feel like that's where we took off because I was able to make more strategic moves with, you know, business strategies, processes and procedures and all of that. So, yeah, it was all about the business classes with Build Institute. When I set up everything with Michigan Women's um, Forward, they put me in the right um, network to take more classes so every time i turned around it wasn't just classes for skin it was more business classes numbers projections um, most of my days are meetings um to, to talk about strategies and all of that so that started to shift maybe a year a year and a half into the business where i said let me learn more and do more about um the business and and strategic um how to, how to put the right people in the right seats and doing the right stuff for Skinforia. Hmm. So you started working more so on the business and less in the business. And that was when you saw a shift in your business. Oh, immediately. Immediately. I think that first year, maybe year and a half while we were open, we were good. We were busy, uh, but we weren't profitable. You know, I never took any money home. So it was like, man, we're so busy. We're getting all these people, but I'm not really making money and we're not taking skin for it to the next level. Once I stepped back and said, Jessica, you can't do everything and you need to have the right team and you need to um, shift what you're actually doing and your job duties, that's when it changed immediately. So definitely. Because think about it, I can only have so many clients. So when you're a makeup artist, an esthetician, uh, you, you do hair, you can only take so many clients. And even though I would take clients and I'm fully booked, 
Um, I wasn't trying to think of ways to take the business to the next level. I was so busy taking clients and just trying to make it through the day. I couldn't sit back and help my staff with training and taking them to the next level. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to scale a business when you are the everything in the business, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you can only do so much, you know, mm -hmm. so, yes, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So what has been the biggest challenge you've had so far as a spot owner and how have you overcome it? The biggest challenge I would say is not putting emotion into my business decisions. Um, trying to, and, and see, and that was a challenge for me because I'm, I was very close with my staff. I am very close with my staff. Um, I always want to feel like I'm helping people and helping take them to the next level and do things. So there was always emotion into my decision-making like, Oh, you know, feeling bad for people or oh, let me help this person out. But a lot of times, um, when you start to put mix emotion and, and business together, <laughs> it, it can take your business for a turn for the, for the worse. So me having to learn how to say Skinforia, um, Jessica, you got to think more about how you make your business decisions and not put so much emotion into it. Uh, and that's where stuff started to take a change uh, and shift for Skinforia. So not just saying, okay, um, let me just make this business decision because I, I want to help somebody. What's, what's the goal for Skinforia and, and how is it going to help the whole team? Um, and, and making sure I got the right people, like I said, asking for you. So I think that was the hardest thing. I was always putting emotion and my feelings into every business decision that you can. You kind of got to be hard with certain stuff that you do, whether you feel bad or not about it. Um, yeah, I just think that's internal with us, where we're always trying to think and, and feel and have feelings when we're trying to make decisions. Yeah, they say it's business, not pleasure, right? No, it's, it's not. It's not. So, of course, sometimes you got to be the bad guy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's just dealing with uh, vendors, contractors, employees, all of that. Yeah. So, you got to be okay being the bad guy every day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just really, it sounds like you just had to step into the leadership role and stepping into the leadership role brought about change. And that's definitely understandable. Yeah. So what would you, what advice would you give someone who was looking to open a spa right now? You know what? I think everybody wants to open up a spa, a salon. They want to open up something and feel like, hey, um, unless I have a brick and mortar, I'm not doing well unless I have it. A lot of times people make more money, you know, at home or doing an online business. So one, make sure it's something for you and that it is what you want to do and that you're not looking at what everybody else is doing on social media, thinking that they're doing so well um, because they have this brick and mortar or have a location. Uh, a lot of times you can make more money just selling the products, you know, that that's online. So make sure it's something for you to do and then work under somebody first. You know, you need to work under somebody, see all the, the good, the bad, the ins and the outs and make sure this is something that you want to do. And even if you want to do it, there's always a better way to do something. So you might have in your, your mind that you want to open a spa, but then once you start working for people, um, which I've had even employees work for me and say, okay, no, I thought I wanted to open a spa, but I don't. I want to do something else, you know. So it's all about working under somebody first, learning the ins and outs, and, and trying to get somebody on your team that um, is not a yes man that can tell you, you know, your services and tell you things that you need to improve on or things that you need to work on and do. So making sure you have the right people in your corner. Great. I think that's some good advice for sure. Because, you know, I think a lot of people – 
they want to start off as owners, but you definitely need to crawl before you walk. You definitely need to, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So you need to connect with people who understand what you're trying to get into and mm-hmm. maybe work mm-hmm. under some people who, who are already doing what you're trying to do. You have to be the student and you got to remind yourself, even when you're the owner, you're always a student. So I'm always learning, um, whether it's from my staff, whether it's from classes or my peers or my network. Um, yeah, we always want to rush and be the owner and be over something, but that, that's quick and that's easy, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be successful and profitable. So be a student, be comfortable being a student. Mm-hmm. And how do you now? I was that's you led into my next question. So, how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things? Learning it is non stop, <laughs> it's non stop. I am always trying to figure out what my flaws are and what is it that I got to work on. And sometimes we work on things that we're terrible at. A lot of times, I just pull my strengths. I say, Okay, what is it that I'm great at? How can I be better? How can I be better at what I'm great at? So, I'm always trying to take classes or learn. Um, or go to the next level with things that I feel like, okay, that's my strength and I want to be better at it and not trying to learn and do everything that I just don't know how to do. Um, I'm probably trying to make sure I hire the right people who know how to be great at those things that I'm not great at. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to sign up for classes and then not even that, just making sure I'm around the right people where I learn from. I like to be in engaging conversations where I'm like, wow, that owner's killing it. They're doing something different that I'm not doing. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can learn something from them. So I'm always got my ears and eyes open to learn and, and um, try to go to the next level, just having the right people in the corner and being able to learn from them or take classes. And a lot of times the classes aren't even here in Michigan. A lot of times I have to go and travel um, to, to take certain classes or see what it is that I might have to work on. That's great that you're willing to invest in yourself. And I like that you said that you work on things that you're good at, like working on your strengths. Like so many people want to work on their weaknesses. But a lot of times, if you're not really strong in that area, you're only going to get but so good yeah. at it. But yeah. if you actually work on something that you're great at, you could become like, you know, awesome at it and really excel in that area. So I love that. Yeah, that's why I even tell my staff, especially when I hire them, because, you know, as estheticians, we're we're licensed to do what um, we can do lashes. You can do makeup. We can do facials, all of that. And when they come in, they want to do everything. I want to wax. I want to do threading. I want to do this. And it's like, no, I want you to figure out what it is that you can be great at. What is it that you're going to be the best at so that people will drive 30, 40 minutes just to sit in your chair because you are the pro, you're the expert. What good is it to be just decent at a bunch of different things. So I don't want to be decent and know everything. I don't need that. I can have a team who's going to come and help me with all that stuff. But I I, I love to pull my strengths and work on that so I can just be the best so that people can um, come to me and and drive, whether it's an hour away, just because I'm great at something and not trying to do everything. I think that's great. Um, Even as hairstylists as well, too. Like, I I think you have to really figure out, like, my whole thing was makeup and, like, brows and stuff like that. I The skincare stuff, I was good at, but I was really good at, like, waxing and makeup. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, that's great that you teach your staff. Um, 
exactly, you know, like to really focus on their strengths and to really get good. So if they're really good at doing a certain type of facial, to really get good at that. And that's what people will come to you for. And I talk to hairstylists about that too. Like they learn a lot of things and they can actually do some of the aesthetics as well. Right. But, right. you know, you you need to figure out what, where your strengths are and what you enjoy doing and really enhance that instead of trying to say, okay, I do sewers, I do color, I do this, I do that. And, and you're all over the place. What do you specialize in? So I know a lot of uh, successful stylists that they specialize maybe in short hair or they specialize yeah. in extensions. Yeah. And their businesses are flourishing because they have a specialty. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because they think more money and more revenue if I do more services, but it's actually the opposite. You have one time to get that customer to come in and feel like you're the best of the best. And if your your services and whatever is mediocre or you're just decent at it, you could lose that that customer. But but if I'm turning people away saying, nope, I don't work on this, I don't do this, but I am, you know, I specialize in this. And you know when they come in, you're giving them 110% with the customer service and, and the quality of the service. They're coming back. They're not going nowhere else. And then they're going to uh, refer and recommend other people to come to you because you were great at that. So I'm not trying to do everything. You know, that's what people are like, are you going to do nails? Are you going to do this? No, this is what we do. We do skin. We transform people's skin, whether they're dealing with acne, dark spots, anything. And I don't have to go and do everything, you know? So, yeah. Yes. So tell us about Skin For Your Facial Bar and Acne Clinic. Like really tell us about like the services that you offer, what you guys are known for and everything. Sure. So Skinforia Facial Bar Acne Clinic, we're the first and only facial bar here in Metro Detroit where clients receive customized medical grade skincare services for $59. So you're at a, we have like a bar like setting where we listen to music. So it's no spa music. It's more like upbeat um, Motown jazz music. And you get the services right there where you don't have to disrobe. We do um, acne treatments. We have our 90-day acne boot camp where we can clear your skin within 90 days, no medication. We do uh, regular facials. We do waxing, um, oxygen facials. Our thing is about educating you about your skin. So clients come in and say what their skincare concerns are, issues, and our goal is to educate them on the service, the products, ingredients, um, and making sure it's affordable so that they can come in more often. So we specialize in those 30 minute treatments to where if you're like me and you're on the go and you're busy, you don't have to disrobe, you don't have to make an appointment, you can just be in and out and make sure that you see a difference with your skin. Awesome. So I think you've created a unique spin on what like a spa-like experience is. Mm-hmm. That was our, that was the goal was to do something different. And what is it that our, our people need now for people that's on the go? And, you know, and they're, they're in a rush, but they want to see a difference. So, yeah, that, that's what took so long also coming up with Skinforia was I want to be in the spa industry and in the beauty industry, but there's a spa everywhere. So how can I make this different? What, what is it that I can bring that's unique, you know, to, to our area? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that so your target client will be that woman that's on the go. She maybe maybe she wants to take care of her skin, but she doesn't have two three hours to spend in a spa. But she wants the results. She wants the results. Yep, she's on the go. She wants the results, and she don't want to spend a bunch of money trying to. You know, they they're tired. Most of our clients that come in, they've been to the dermatologist, they've been to every spa that you can think of. They're overwhelmed and they're tired of spending money and not getting. Um, seeing the results. 
um, and, and being all over the place and not seeing the results for their skin. And like I said, they're just, they're tired of spending money. They're over it, you know? So yeah, we want to make sure that they can see the results and that they can be in and out and still go on about their day. Awesome. Awesome. So now I noticed that you are like, you, you have a YouTube channel now and you're teaching more the business side of beauty. So can you share a little bit of that with us? Yeah. You know, it's funny how things change because it's like, nope, okay, I'm doing skin, just skin. But then with social media, sometimes your, your followers and your clients, they direct you in the way that you should be able to do and lead business. And I noticed that more people wanted to see behind the scenes and see how um, did we build skin for you? And what do I do on a regular basis? So that's where we came up with the YouTube channel to show, you know, us with the meetings, um, how we hire, how we train. Um, and then also, and, and what I tell my staff is, um, it's not just about what you know, it's making sure you can show that you're the expert and that you can educate people. So that's what we're doing a lot with our social media, with our YouTube, and even with my page trying to show that we're the expert and that we can educate you. And when you show people that they start to trust you and believe you and then try to um, be open to taking your skincare advice and what you want to talk to them about and educate. So yeah, our YouTube channel, oh, we're, we're getting a lot of um, great feedback with that, just showing day to day behind the scenes. And then me showing just pretty much how to grow skin for you and not just talk about skin all the time, maybe just talking about leadership or building or hiring. So a lot of estheticians who are going through the same thing or even business owners, um, pretty much trying to be able to look at the YouTube or our page and, and learn some different techniques and things around that. Yeah, I think it's pretty great. I actually enjoyed your channel. I, I One video that comes to mind for me is where you were really uh, talking about how you know, you create an experience, you guys don't wear perfumes and you really was, you know, talking, you know, no cell phones and things like that. <laughs> and I was like, wow, she's laid down the law, but I really think more people need to really hear that. Share a little bit of that with us. I am so extra. So that, and that's the thing, um, when, when you come and work at Skinforia and even when we do our interviews, it's not for everybody. I am all about, I, I feel like customer service is key. And, um, we teach and train more about customer service um, than, than anything. So a lot of people might think, okay, it's over overbearing and you're doing too much. But me just even going to get my hair done or nails done and seeing people on the phones or seeing people gossip or I just smell food. So you're eating your food and then you're doing my hair or you're, you know, just certain things that you see and you come in contact with when you're going to service-based businesses we, you know, we just set that standard where that's not allowed here. I think it's about treating you number one and making sure your, your service is the best service and putting all of our attention on you. So yeah, in that video, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're very strict with cell phones. We're strict with smells. And even I got a post, I think somebody responded like, what? Why can't they wear perfume? Some people that that smell, that's all you would smell during your whole service. And it might be an offending smell where one other person might think it's a nice smell. So we try to keep it to where there's no smells with perfumes or foods, or we, we want you to be able to concentrate on the service and getting the results that you want. So yeah, customer service is key. So I think that, that whole video was us talking about um, customer service and our, um, secret shopper. So we have a secret shopper that come in once a month just to make sure we're on, we're on task with everything. So yeah, everything might be great when I'm there, but I want to make sure everything's perfect still when I'm not there and that you still get that same service. 
Awesome. I, I agree with you. I think customer service is key. And I can remember, you know, doing facials and as close as you are to a person touching their face, if you had on a strong fragrance, that could be off-putting, especially, you know, if it's not pleasant to the particular person because every scent doesn't mix with everybody. And so yeah. I could definitely understand that. And I've been in salons where they heated up some food or something or went and got some food. They stunk up the whole place. The whole place. Yeah. Oh, or onions or Mediterranean food, anything. So my staff know, even if I come in and smelling it, I am just, I'm, I'm upset. I want to make sure, no, we shouldn't be smelling that. We should smell the aromatherapy. It should smell like a spa. So yeah, some things where people might say, okay, they're going overboard. Um, if there's ever an issue, it should never be customer service. Never. So yeah, we, we are overboard with it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that because I think that that brings about excellence within your business. Thank you. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. So yeah, so tell us how do you stay motivated as a you know you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a spa owner. Like, what keeps you motivated? Oh, Brandy. <laughs> you know what? Um, having the right people in my ear having the right people in my ear and my relationship with God. There's a lot of times I might not be motivated. A lot of times I'm not going to say I ever want to give up, but where I'm just like, I'm over it. You, you got to know as a manager, as an owner, as a leader, my, my thing is to solve problems. So I'm always solving problems and it's always big problems. The problems that my managers and them can't solve, I'm solving the bigger problems. So making sure I had the right people in my ear where I don't want to give up. And then um, my prayer life and my relationship with God, knowing that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and helping and taking people to the next level and, and, and um, having this business and providing opportunities. So, yeah, doesn't mean I don't have my days. I definitely have my days, but the right people are in my ear. Good stuff. Good stuff. So as you know, you know, right now, uh, America, the world is, you know, we're going through a pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. And so due to the current state that the world is in right now, uh, many businesses have had to pivot. So can you tell us how your business has had to do that as well? Whoa. Yeah. Um, this pandemic. So yeah, it's changed a lot for Skinforia. Uh, we're a service-based business. You know, this is how our employees, everyone makes money, you know, doing the skincare services. So now that we're closed, we had to shift a lot of our focus to online. So one, not just having the products where you come in and do the retail on the shelves, but selling those retail products online. And it's not just about selling. We still have to educate, our, you know, our followers and our clients. So making sure our posts on social media is educational, um, and then making sure we're able to sell those products and they're available to people and making sure um, that we can ship them out within a certain period of time. And then we moved a lot on to virtual um, consultations and virtual acne boot camp. And um, our thing is about education. So it's not a one size fit all. Everybody doesn't have the same type of acne, same type of breakout, same type of skin. So we do a lot of our virtual consultations now where we're having you send in the photos. We're talking to you on the phone. We're asking a lot of questions before we even recommend certain products or kits or um, uh, a certain regimen. Um, so yeah, everything has been shifted to where it's online now and then trying to strengthen our processes so that when we open again, there should be some changes. So that's why I'm just working on the back end with that. It's trying to make sure that when we open again, we're open strong. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, the whole world is shifting and a lot, many businesses have had, has had to, you know, make some changes within their business. And I know online, it, you know, is a big piece and at least you were set up to do so. And, and that's a good thing. So at least you were set up to actually, you know, have products online and have virtual consultations and really figure out ways to pivot and shift in your business. It's so crazy because we had it somewhat set up, but it was always on my to-do list. Like, okay, I got to finish this. I got to do this. And it's taking so long to do it. And then once this pandemic hit, it's like, oh, nope, we got to go live. We got to go ahead and do it. So it's, it's crazy how you put stuff in on the back end and on the back burner. And then, no, it's time to go ahead and crunch and get stuff done. But that reminds me not to put everything into one service or one thing. You have to um, you have to be open to other services, other options, and other ways to bring in revenue and income. So uh, yeah, it's helping me change the way we do business and not just focus on just the brick and mortar. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely uh, understand that. Like I had to shift some things myself and it was interesting because I was already, like you said, in the process of doing it, but yeah. it really put a fire <laughs> under, you know, under my ass. Like, let me get this done. Let me, you know, start pushing and doing this now because this is the, definitely the, the direction we're going in for a little while, at least anyway. So, uh, but I think either way it goes, um, online is, is a big thing, a big piece and a big part of business that most businesses, if they're not already capitalizing on it, they need to figure out how to. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesse, how do you define success? How do I define success? Um, you know, I think everybody's different with what they would believe is success, but I believe success for me is freedom freedom to live the life that I want to live and how I want to live it. You know, um, it's not about really how much is in my bank account. It's not about my awards and what I accomplish. I, and I'm realizing now it's not just skin for you. My whole life before was just skin for you. And, and you can see now <laughs> you can, God can close something down overnight. And it's like, no, that was not your life. It is not skin for you. So success to me is being able to wake up and say, you know, don't, I want to spend time with my girls today or okay. Yep. Now I'm working on skin for you and I'm able to show them how I'm able to build this business and lead and do certain things. Um, just living life how I want to, the way I want to, and being able to give back. Um, some people might think success is how much is in their account. Some might think it's about starting the business, but I think it encompass all of that um, and just making sure I'm happy and able to lead my family and my, my children and let them see what happiness is all about. And it's not just Emporia. Mm-hmm. No wrong answer there. So tell us either what book was your favorite book or what, what book you're currently reading right now? One of my favorite books um, is called The Prophet. Uh, and it talks about how you can um, build your business and making sure you put profit first. So it's all about making sure that when you bring in revenue, how do you set up your bank accounts and how do you do everything um, to make sure that you're not always in the red and in the hole. So I, I think when I read that book, it helped change my perspective and change the way I run Skinforia um, and change everything to where now we're actually profitable because we handle our money and handle everything a, a different way. So it's, it's called Profit First. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with Profit First. Are you? Okay, good, good. H- have you read it or you just heard about it? Yeah, I uh, started it. Um, I do audio, Audible. And yeah, so I, yeah. did, I did start it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I just recently started because uh, someone else I was interviewing brought it up. So, yeah. Love it. I love that book. And I have it on Audible. And you might even want to get the book. Um, and, and, it, and it's great because when you... You're supposed to follow it as you go along with each chapter instead of just reading the whole book and then following it. But when I took that leap and actually did the steps, our business, not just changed because the way the leadership and everything, the way I ran the business changed, but the way we handled our bank accounts. So it was like, oh my gosh, now I'm seeing money. <laughs> and we were making the same amount of money, but it was like, okay, now I'm seeing the money. Now I'm able to bring in money and now I'm able to take the business to the next level because I, it shifted the way I handle everything. So I think that was one of the best books I've read about business and, and transforming my business. Yeah. Cause I think the part I got to so far is where he tell you, you need to get a certain type of bank account. Yeah. Or okay. Open different bank accounts and things like that. And I've been trying to take the steps. So yeah. Okay, good. And even if you don't do everything, it just might be, okay, I'm just going to work on three accounts. Sometimes you got to make it work for you, but um, no, best book ever. Yeah, it, it, it'll change somebody's life. It'll change somebody's business. Awesome. Awesome. Great recommendation. So what is either your uh, favorite app or favorite tool that you use to operate in business? Hmm. One, um, so other than social media, because I'm always, our, our business grown a lot through Instagram and the analytics through Instagram that it shows me because we made sure, you know, not just um, Skinforia business page, but even my personal Instagram page is a business page. So I can see the analytics behind everything. So I, one, social media, because we're able to reach somebody and reach our, our audience and, and it's free. Um, and then I think a lot of people use uh, Canva. We do a lot of our before and after photos with Canva, our um, posts, our social media posts, even everything with my personal social media page. A lot of the things that I make and do is, is through Canva. And that's just the app. Or you can just go to the website and be able to make your page and everything look clean. But yeah, everything I think is really social media. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I love Canva. Like Canva... Yeah, Canva is life. I love Canva for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we use it every day. <laughs> me too, me too. I'm all about Canva. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely a pleasure chatting with you today. Can you tell everybody how they can find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on my personal pages. I am Jesse Hayes, J-E-S-S-I-E-H-A-Y-E-S. Um, and our business with Skinforia, you can go right to the website, skinforia.com. And also for Facebook or Instagram is Skinforia. So you're able to see everything with Skinforia there. And then even how I run the business and behind the scenes that I am Jesse Hayes. Awesome. Awesome. I'll make sure I include all of your links in the show notes. Uh, once again, thank you so much for your time thank today, you, Jesse. I appreciate you. So thank you. No problem. Jesse Hayes, everybody, make sure you connect with her. And as always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bb networkpodcast at gmail.com you can also connect with me on instagram at i am brandy taylor and at exquisite looks we're also on facebook and twitter at exquisite looks and you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com i really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon remember that all things are possible if you only believe stay great